episode 95 with Cleveland's own Ryan Spicer. And I'm from Cleveland's own Ryan Spicer, for that matter. Uh, Ryan sheds light into his path and journey so far in the media world, entertainment, marketing, media, post-production, production, production, uh, all this different type of creation out there in in the digital world. And and, uh, he's doing great. He's doing phenomenal. He started off back in high school with this dream and idea and path, and he's followed it through to... uh, being a creator for I'm from Cleveland, working with Q Money, working with now the band The Catching, and so on and so forth. So uh, really appreciated Ryan's time, and uh, we shed a lot of light into this episode, a lot of insight, a lot of inspiration, a lot of behind the scenes in the music industry and entertainment, etc. So if you like that, if you like culture, if you like Instagram, then you're going to like this episode. But before you get there, click subscribe, everybody, because we are getting close to episode 100 on the optimal life and uh, like I've teased it up before I'm going to tease it again my mother's coming on episode 100 she told me that if she doesn't come on I'm getting punished so she's coming on episode 100 and maybe we'll get a couple other special surprises for episode 100 I'm still working on it uh, but we'll see what happens on that so please join the family click subscribe and then once you have sit back relax and welcome the one and only Ryan Spicer. I'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket. The optimal life. I'm forgetting something, but probably not. Just pull that mic up to you. And uh, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, man. It's good to finally meet you. We've been texting back and forth for, I guess, all summer since you left. Yeah. How was that trip to uh, L.A.? Hey, first off, we got to do a cheers, man. Cheers to oh, this. Yeah. Cheers yeah. to this whiskey. Cheers to this. You know what this is called? Have you ever heard uh, Uncle Nearest? Have you ever heard of this? No, but it's really good. It is. Uh, it is made by. It, well, it's in honor of the slave who worked for Jack Daniels. Really? Yeah. Here, pu- pull this closer to you. It's called Uncle what? It's called Uncle Nearest. Wow. Yeah. This is literally. I think there's a foundation or some kind of charity named after this nearest guy and the nearest family or whoever he was he was the slave of jack daniels so he taught jack daniels how to make whiskey wow and that's why this is like a higher end version of jack daniels it's really good. i just learned this i just was at the store the other day i'm like hey man you got any of that buffalo what's it called buffalo trace or something like that yeah and they're like no we can't keep that on the shelves man you got to get here on wednesday morning it's it's out by wednesday at lunch uh but he said, check out this new stuff, this stuff that's getting hot. It's called Uncle Nearest. So shout out to whoever these guys are. Yeah, it's man, a better man. version of Jack. I'm going to show a couple people this. Yeah. Whiskey. So uh, anyways, um, how you doing? How was that trip to L.A. this summer? It was good. Um, so we were. I was in L.A. like a couple times. And that was in between legs of the tour. Before and in between legs. So I never came home. Right, because you said, hey, I'm going to be home. In a few weeks, when we were going to yeah. hook up the first time, yeah, and then I was looking at your stories, yeah. and I'm going, dude, this guy's never coming home. <laughs> Holy never shit! Back, yeah. You're out in the middle of, out in the middle of the mountains and the yeah. desert. It looked absolutely incredible. Yeah, Bell Canyon is uh, where I stay when I'm out there. And uh, is that L.A. area? Yeah, it's it's Calabasas, so okay. north of L.A., just north. And so, what take us? What, what were you doing out there all summer? So yeah, I was working with this band. They're called the Catching New Band. Uh, young dudes, 22, um, and 
uh, I knew their their tour manager is from Akron, and I met him when he was working with Drake Bell. I don't know if you. I remember. do know Drake Bell. Okay, great, yeah. great voice. What's that song he sings? I don't know. He he's. I loved his uh, and he was a, he had a Nickelodeon show. Did he really? Yeah, him and uh, Josh Peck, and it was called Drake and Josh. And so now after the show, he went off and continued his music career. And then um, Tim, our tour manager, was his manager for a while. They split up, and he got with the catching. And then I was working with artists from Cleveland Q Money. And then when me and him split, Tim called me. And they, he was like, you know, we're going on. I'm with this band that I've been telling you about. We're going on our first headlining tour. Like, we could really use you. So you're working with Q Money, who's a rapper here from Cleveland. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And as I was telling you beforehand... I feel old because I didn't know who much about this guy, and then I look at his Instagram, and he's got millions of followers. Yeah. And what'd you say? He get he posts like a silly iPhone video. He gets. Yeah, he can. He he just had such a personality. He was an entertainer, like through and through. He could have done anything in the entertainment industry, and that's uh, uh, successful at it. Okay. How did you guys hook? How did you hook up with Q Money? Um. So I did that through. I'm from Cleveland. Um. I was with my friend John Sturza, who started. I'm from Cleveland, and we were at Wild and Out in Cleveland. Uh, at the Wolstein Center, which is like you know, Nick Cannon has this MTV show called Wild and Out, and they tour. And um, Q was opening up, or like performed at some point, and we had I'm from Cleveland had covered him a couple times, and um, on our blog, and it was I had noticed, um, but I had never met him. And then so when we were there, John had introduced me to him for the first time, and he was just starting to get big. This goes back to what, like twenty. 20- Twelve-ish. Well, yeah, I'm from Cleveland. Goes back to like 2012. Me, me and Q go back a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he introduced you because you were already doing. So, the yeah, I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. You're doing marketing and you're doing content. Yeah. What? What? How do you? When somebody says, "What the hell is I'm from Cleveland?" What? What? How do you explain it? Well, we we because it is a fact, but we deem ourselves the biggest hip hop blog in Ohio, the biggest hip hop media outlet in Ohio. Um, on the internet, uh, so yeah, like that. We we also cover like sports and stuff too, and like anything having to do with Ohio. But right. um, you know, so it's it's kind of like anything newsworthy from somebody that's from this area or yeah. or entire Ohio. Yeah. So you, it's not really just Cleveland anymore. No, it's Ohio. Okay. It's got to be like I'm from Ohio rebranding, right? Yeah. yeah well, we're, we, there's been some talks about trying to figure some stuff, stuff out. But sure. I don't know, I'm from Cleveland, just kind of worked. So, but it's it started with blogging, and then it's turned into more of maybe a little more of a media kind of. Yeah, it's an outlet. Mostly, it's mostly for artists though. Mostly hip hop. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that. There's a lot of artists here in Cleveland. There's so many. We're like the most unrecognized city i've had the uh, lv from cleveland on oh yeah, LV yeah, from yeah. CLE. I, I know him yeah because i seen you guys post some of his stuff too yeah. he came on here with billy gura his, his uh manager and i said to him man why is it that he goes there's so much talent he goes but nobody wants to lift each other up here that's a fact is it yeah why is that um i don't know it's just it's a competitive area um i feel like i'm from cleveland is one of those outlets that is help trying to help pick people up mm-hmm um, but but don't uh, you think every city has its own competition? Like whether you go to Dallas or Nash, I mean Nashville is a different. But just pick a random city throughout the it country. It could be like that in places like Dallas, but places like Atlanta, there's so much power there in let's say just say hip hop um, that 
I don't know. You can you can make it out like in multiple different ways. In Cleveland, we don't have that many outlets here, so it's kind of like cutthroat, you know. And then you see a guy like MGK who just went to the Mecca, and he's from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Classic weird how that happens, up. right? Yeah. Uh, how did he get? How did he catch such fire? You've you've been close or relatively close enough with him and his team. At, yeah, right? yeah. I'm we're cool. So um, how how did he catch fire over the last few years? What happened? I remember I went to Ignatius, right? And the first time I actually, like, I, I think I really met him, I, I told him this story. But um, I was at Ignatius, and he was, like, a, he's five years older than me. Okay. And so I'm organizing this, this benefit concert or whatever, and, my the, like, I'm trying to figure out who to book. We'll get into this later, I guess. But um, my friend kept telling me about this guy, Machine Gun Kelly, some white rapper from the east side. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm trying to, like, find somebody good. Like, stop telling me about this guy. You know what I mean? Some white rapper you, from you the east side. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Never seen him. Social media was, like at its infancy so like you know um and i go outside one day after school and there he is he's jumping on the baseball bus um for the ignatius baseball team and like passing out like throwing his cds and stuff the coach is like get out of here and like just so that just goes to uh show like his grind and work ethic really got him to where he is he was he was the same guy that these guys are trying right now yeah the guys you're featuring half the time yeah he was that guy not too long ago. Not too long ago. But so, but how did he catch the fire? What do you think it was? It was just constant work, like constant grinding. Like it didn't happen overnight. It took him a long time. He's still not where he's still not at his pinnacle. I don't think. Every year he keeps getting bigger. Well, if he's day. only twenty nine or thirty years old, right? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So I mean, every year has just been a grind, and I've just you know he just him. He's got a really strong team as well. Who is he? Who does, like when you say team? You talking about his his band, or are you talking about the guys behind the scenes? Uh, or I'd, both. I mean. Well, both. I think like there, are, everybody in the team, I feel like takes on multiple jobs. Like, I feel like that's something that, like every every member of every successful team has like multiple jobs. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not you. Um, I don't know how to how to really. Well, you're wearing multiple hats, is what you're saying. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. So everybody that you, you the, the team requires people that are diverse, that are versatile, that can do multiple things, that yes. can multitask for the team. Kind of like what you're doing for your team. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because what are you doing? You're doing marketing, and you're doing post production. Yeah, I'm doing like I'm doing um, do, like docu series, uh, photos. Usually, sometimes these guys have there's different there's a photo guy and there's a video guy and I'm both or there's a there's a director and a and a filmer but then there's post production guy you know what I mean I'm all those in one and plus I grew up with social media and so you know doing stuff like I'm from Cleveland and for years like I just feel like I'm a little more ahead of the pack than the average Joe so like when you say post what what is all this 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 post production stuff because yeah. because the, the like you said before before we went on, like the the easy part is during the show or during these events, right? Yeah, yeah. So like the easiest part when I'm doing like something like a docu series is usually like during the shows. I just feel like it's so natural. And um, but the fans they want to see what happens behind the scenes. They want to see people's personalities. So really, when like before or after the shows is when you know that that's where the gold is that's where I, like my that's where my real job is is trying to pull this stuff out of them even if they're not feeling it they're tired or we had a late start to the day or whatever like just trying to get you know some what are some out. of the examples what are you doing um so usually just um we we do something like uh that 
like it's called Vant. Like a well, I haven't named it yet, and it's gonna be new in this next episode that's coming out tomorrow. But um, it's like a van talk where like in the in the tour van we I, I put up like their their banner in the back and had them sit in a in a seat. And I kind of set up the camera, and it's kind of like you know in any reality show when it goes back to them. Like, like the members sitting in a room. Like, if you ever seen Jersey Shore, Kardashians, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? They they go and talk about the way sure. things happened. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. They're talking in the past, right? right? But they're talking they're talking yes. Yes. about something that happened in the past. But they're talking like in the present, kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like just doing stuff like that. Um, and it's just yeah, and making sure like that it's good. Like if they're not, if it's not coming out of them, I gotta ask them questions or try to make, you know, like just I can tell before. Um, I even go back to do post-production like what I have and what it's going to look like. Kind of like an idea of what I'm going to start having to work with. So how long does it take to do like one show? Dude, one video. The shortest one on this tour has taken me 15 hours. So it, usually it takes closer to 20. 20 hours yeah, to do uh, post-production. one post-production. One yeah. post-production, not the whole thing. Just right. the post-production, post-production aspect. Yeah. Damn, dude. Are you guys on YouTube? Where are you putting these videos at? Yeah, we're putting on YouTube and, uh, and Instagram. Instagram's got the um, IGTV now. And I like how they figured that out finally, right? Because yeah. you could post the IGTV into the actual post. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could just go into it. Yeah, you should start doing these podcasts on there, maybe. Dude, I'm telling you, man. These I, might be I, a little I know, too long, I know, but... Well, yeah, but it, like maybe five-minute clips or something yeah, yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I, for could, sure. T- I could test it out. Um, yeah, so so you're doing the post-production, yeah. um, but and you're also doing like the, what, what comes with... What comes with the marketing aspect and content creation? What are you doing with that? So, like, if we do stuff like, um, well, it's different with every artist that I work with. But like, okay, let's just talk about this band because I'm working with them right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, stuff that I've done has been for like covers. Um, we'll do like covers of bigger songs because that it gives them a, um, a lane to kind of like get fans that are interested in the band that they just so there's something song. popular that's yeah. going on yeah. well or something that was popular like we like the 90s or 2000 we like red hot chili pepper nice stuff like that and we'll cover like those songs and then having to just run the facebook ads and knowing how to target a demographic that mm-hmm. you're looking for you know so it's just a lot of social media social media yeah. that's where it's all at now that's where it's at the days of paper marketing, man, are just... They're, they're over. It's pretty crazy. much. Like, is this what you do full-time? This is your full-time gig? Yeah. Wow. But so, for, for the last year, I was working with Warner Brothers and Q, last year and a half. So, so it's a little... I, it, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to find, like, a um, stable foundation. You know what I mean? But every course, opportunity... Of course, man. You're young. You're young, you know? Exactly. And every you're grinding. Yeah, I am. Every opportunity has led to the next opportunity, and... Like it just keeps on rolling, so like it's just like okay. Since I've been, for the last eight years, every opportunity is like led to the next thing. It's just been rolling. So you meet Q Money, yeah, several years back. Mm-hmm. You start working with him. Hey, I got this. Your boy John yeah. introduces you. Yep. I got this guy. You guys hook. You guys start hitting it off, and you start doing same kind of stuff for him. Yeah. And that's going well. What What's yeah. that life? Are you on the road with him? Yeah. So it's, we did. We did two tours. Two, like, official tours, because we did a bunch of press runs or, like, you know, mini, like, we get booked, like, a bunch of times in a row, but that's not a real tour that's, like, going out on the road, but, like, we did two tours um, around the country that were sold out. He, we were opening for bigger artists, but, I mean, two sold out nationwide tours, like, the experience was incredible. What is that like, man? What to give us, give us a little, give us a little hint on what, what what's a, what's an after party like after a Q Money concert? Oh my Come gosh, on. it was nuts. Give us, give us a little. The, I think the second, <laughs> the second tour was the was the better tour. 
Okay. And uh, that's weird because it's usually the first tour, right? Yeah. Well, first of everything is usually the best, but yeah, the, there are the exceptions, team, I guess. Yeah, the team came a long way, and even like our DJ, who's since started working with other artists. From, he's from Atlanta. Has started working with other artists. Like we talk all the time, and like we're like that is the tour though. Like we've been on other tours since then, but like that was the second tour that we went on with Q was was. The, because so awesome. why? Just because of um, because he had a hit song at the, the at the time that was party worthy like he had a hit song the first tour too but it was more of like a workout song you know it was called work and okay. then the next time around he had the song neat and it was like the number one song in atlanta and it was huge like everywhere and so when that came on even if you didn't know it though by the vibe of it like you just wanted to you get you just down. knew it was going to get going yeah so the crowd would go nuts and we bring a bunch of girls on stage and just party you know what i mean it was crazy like it was and then the after parties, right? And the after it's parties, real. Yeah. That, all that shit you see on the movies, TV, you hear about, it's all real, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Getting booked for events, like, and then just taking home the cash that day. You know what I mean? We just did a show. So the promoter, who pays you? The club? How does that work? Yeah, club promoter. The club, the club promoter will cut you guys a check. Yeah. What are those checks like? Uh, They're well, big, right? Yeah. Um, the last couple weeks I was working with Q. The last like. It was longer than that. Maybe like the last month I was working with Q. He was making close to ten grand a show. Ten grand in revenues. He had to split it up. Yeah. But still, right? But he, yeah. Ten he, grand he, for a couple he took hours. He most of it. Yeah. Yeah. He took, he took and for a couple hours worth of work, right? I mean, it's I mean, yeah, not even probably like for him. An hour. He would yeah. go out there and jam around. Forty-five minutes. Jump man. around stage, yell a little bit, get yeah. everyone excited. Yeah. That's wild, man. Like we what wouldn't a life. even. Yeah, we wouldn't even go in until we had the cash. And like we were ready to go on, like like sometimes. So wait, they'd have to pay you before you even went in. Yeah. So like we, they'd either come out and pay us at the car, or that we would go up in like a private room or something, and they they give us the cash, give us the bottles because they we have a couple bottles that they give us usually like Hennessy and Patron, and uh, and then it'd be like okay, like let's get it going. You know what I mean? Like it'd have to be ready. You know what I mean? Like we just want to get the mic, we want to perform. Plus, it's hip-hop, you know what I mean? And a lot of times, yeah. we're in other cities, even in Cleveland. Like, there's just risks. So, like, we didn't want to mess around. Like, we came here to get it done. Right. But we'd have a good time while we were doing it. Dude, that is wild. You have you must have had some wild, wild story. Oh, my You're God. You're 24 years old, yeah. bro. You've seen some fucking crazy shit already, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. So, like, right after college, like, right out of college, like, I just hit the road, basically. Where'd you go to school? I went to West Virginia University. Nice, man. Yeah. Mountaineers. Yeah. Morgantown. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good that place. was a crazy four years. Dude, I'll tell you, that's probably crazier than what you've... <laughs> some of that shit. I went yeah. to Miami, Ohio, but Morgantown is... Uh, it's hilly as all hell, man. Yeah. I've been there in the wintertime. It's a dangerous place to be, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's cool. So you end up working with Q, and then he gets into some trouble. Is that why you guys split? Yeah. He got into a little trouble, yeah. and then how do you get connected with these guys, the catching? So that's when their tour manager... He's from the Cleveland area, Akron, and I feel like a lot of people in Cleveland that are looking at the music scene, Q was the, the biggest deal at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people just heard about it, and so it was, you know, it was on USA Today, People Magazine, like, my pictures were in there and stuff, like, at Warner Brothers and all this, like, stuff that I've taken, you know, they use my content, I had all the content. Right. So, um, yeah, so the, our tour manager, Tim, he called me and was like, hey, like, you're, so you're free? And I was like, yeah, I'm free. He goes, dude, we're about to head out for our first Wait, headlining Tim tour. Tim who? Our, our tour manager for The Catching, the the band that oh, we're working okay. with now. He's not from Cleveland, is he? He's from Akron. What's his last name? Uncafer. 
Okay, no, no, okay. I was thinking maybe that, okay, somebody else. Anyway. Yeah, so he called me, and, and I was available. I was There was a few weeks there where I was kind of like, shit. You're like, now what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, that's the problem, man. See, it's, it's interesting. When you're in a business like that where you're kind of the right-hand man or the guy behind the scenes or... You have a client that gets in trouble. I was in the NFL representation business for a few years after law school. Yeah. And I was I was an agent. I was certified with the NFLPA, oh, representing really cool. NFL players. Um, and one thing that was so the one of the biggest frustrations for me was that you were not in control when somebody else made a poor decision. Totally. And that guy making that decision affects your livelihood. Yeah. It's no different in in almost every any service industry, right? I yeah. mean. You could have, if you're an attorney or a financial advisor, like these people, if you're in service, you're affected by the decision-making of people who you're relying on yeah. and who are relying on you. So I always found that to be a little little tricky. That's why you need probably more than one, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was, uh, it was was cool because right after our first tour, I was taking it kind of one step at a time. And right after our first tour, he, we went on to Warner Brothers and I got to witness some cool stuff long story short but then we signed to warner brothers and he got me my own third party contract and our my, my you know my connections with warner brothers today are still really good so it's like stuff That's like incredible. that you know what i mean stuff like that that kind of you know felt made me feel more secure to where even if it ended today like i could still have these options so like when i go back to la next week um I'm, i have meetings set up with warner brothers it was you know about time to reach out and like the marketing executive is somebody who i talk to every week Really? Wow. From you know. So you're looking at other. You're looking at building your portfolio. Yeah. Other I mean, there's there's other there's other options. We haven't talked about it yet. We're about to talk about it next sure. week. Options that we have. I'm about to let them know what I have going on. Kind of see what it is. What's going on? We also, but me and the band, we do go to uh, Europe in November. Yeah, I saw that. So so where we started, you're in LA this summer, right? Yeah. yeah. You're doing the same stuff now. Yeah. Content creation, videos, post production, getting them out there. Um. What was the summer trip like? What do you guys do, and, and what were the experiences for you? It was so different from hip hop, right? But it was cool because I like rock too. It was like my other yeah, side, kind of a little punk rock. If you're doing a little Chili Peppers and that kind of stuff too, yeah, right? it yeah. was like uh, it's it's really hardcore. I mean, it's not hardcore, hardcore, but it it was like real rock though. And like they used to be kind of like boy bandish because they had been a band since they were like 15. So they went through that phase. And I'm not mad that they gave it a shot. You same know same I mean? guys, same, same exact guys. team. Yeah, no yeah. Shit. But they, you know, now that they're older, like they really wanted to be like a rock band. So they left their management and they were still trying to push them towards that way. And now the music that they're making kind of emulates the style that they want. And like I, I'm, I really like it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry when you pull up to a show like you did. Maybe not at the, all. That's one thing I told team, them. Like, <laughs> right? I don't. Yeah, it's like so much less to worry about. Yeah. So what what was LA like? What, you're out in the house. Where are you guys staying? Are you were you touring all around California? What was going on? Yeah. So when we started the tour, we started on the West Coast. We mm -hmm. started in Phoenix. I took them. MGK happened to be playing. On, you know, we were there a night early, and so I took them to the MGK show. Got them all in and stuff. That was cool. Like to start it off because I had never really met these guys before. So oh. To bring them in. So they're like, oh, okay, this dude's this yeah. dude's legit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. That's how it pretty happened. sweet. Um, and then, yeah, so, you know, we started on the West Coast, went all over. Then we went back to L.A. for a couple of weeks, kind of like, you know, I was working on content most of the time and um, meeting a lot of their friends. Out in L.A., man, you'd be surprised. Like, everybody is, like, kind of like somebody. At least like that. Like, they they at least crazy. appear to be, man. Yeah. They like, appear to be. They're, yeah. they're all doing something. Like They're all doing something in this entertainment bubble that we're living in. Yes. Right? Yes. Is there too much? Is there too much out there now? 
I mean, may, yeah, maybe, but like, I also know people that like aren't really successful at it. Would love to be, and like, but they should probably move on. You know what I mean? And they keep holding on. And they keep holding yeah. on, but then there's and then a bunch of people. They start getting desperate. And they start putting out some real weird, crazy shit. shit. Yeah. 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 And then they lose even more. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but I know a bunch of people that like definitely shouldn't give up yet. Like they have potential and stuff. Young people, nineteen to twenty-five. I think life in California is like it's almost like you're living in a different world than you are back here at home. Hundred percent. Right. It's just insane, man. It's like and a it's, lifestyle. And it's almost it's a and it's almost like it's almost like you're living in this weird matrix of like all these people just trying to just excel, excel. Like everything is just a challenge, right? It's like yeah. uh, it's weird. Everyone's out there trying to one up the next. Yeah. Here, we're all trying to move up. We might not support each other so so well, at least right. in the rap game. But yeah. it's not the same, man. It's a weird lifestyle out there. But it's it's a beautiful. It's a cool. I'm sure it's a cool place to be for a summer. It's totally different than like Miami. You know what I mean? Like South Florida. It's like out there. It's like not too hot or whatever. You know. But it's like a just a lifestyle. There's everything is different. The landscape is different. The people are different. The weather's ridiculous. Yeah. Perfect. Especially in the summertime, right? Yeah. 85 every day. Yeah. It's just day. no humidity, probably, right? And I don't even think it's rained out there since I was there, you know? <laughs> so so you, you guys were doing the same kind of thing, though? Touring around. Touring around, yeah. Coming back. Yeah. Was it, was it like the best summer of your life so far? I think so. I saw some of your videos. I, I, I like the it, fucking pad and yeah, overlooking yeah. the was, mountains. It was probably the best summer. Was it? Yeah. yeah. The, the talent pool out there is... Not shy. They're not shy of talent out there. No, no, no. no. You come back here to Cleveland. You go to Barley House. You go, okay, dude. I don't there's even about, go there's anymore. There's about four four hot chicks here compared to what what you're seeing out there. Yeah, there was a point in time where like I used to go all the time because it was part of like what I was doing at the time, um, working with you know a couple friends that are DJs. What, what's your favorite bar in Cleveland? Uh, I mean, I know it's like depends like on the, the mood, right? I mean, there's like different the things. Forward and Barley, like those are cool, but like nowadays. I feel like I've been there so many times and like 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 working there, meeting the people, meeting the artists that are coming in and like just oh, you know you're I mean? actually doing the events too. Really right, like right. working it there. Um and then like I feel like I kinda outgrew that bubble, you know? Like Already. You already feel for that. For sure, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And like so I wouldn't even want to go back there. Um but like if I was to go now to somewhere, like I'm almost more prefer like the places I've never been. Like where like the where are those little hidden gems little in Ohio gems. City, Tremont, right. all that yeah. kind of stuff. Town Hall's always great. Town Hall's cool. Town yeah. Hall's cool. I can do forward once or twice a summer yeah. just to get it out of my system. I haven't gone at all this summer. Neither have I. You know, Barley House has got to be a special event. No yeah. offense to any of these guys. No. I know all the owners of these places. They're all good people. Yeah. You know, you're doing events. So you do you cover EV when he goes? Yeah, yeah. He was okay. texting me the other day, like, yo, come out, come out. And, and he's I supposed to come to. on here, man. We've been messaging about yeah. him coming on. Yeah. He said he's working on a. He said he doesn't have a lot of information yet, but he's working on an uh, album or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been trying. He to He said drop once like he gets that, he's gonna he wants to come on, but. Uh, so what? How did this? So so he's part of. I'm um, from Cleveland. Yeah. What's your guys' relate? How is the relationship? What's that? Uh, so he was one of the guys that started. Basically, John Sturza, um was doing videos and stuff. Like it was super. Like not what I'm from Cleveland is today. Just kind of uploading videos under 
you know, of like certain things. And then Evie kind of saw that and was like, hey, like we should start a website together. Because Evie had this, um, it was called Bitch on from Cleveland Mixtapes. And those were like really big. At, at, like, oh, at that BIFC yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like back in the day, dude, I was in sixth grade. I knew who Evie was. And we really? were playing all their stuff. Like, now, how, how old is he? He's like, he's like th- MGK? early 30s. Like, no, nah, he's like 30. A little bit older? Maybe. And, and so, what's the, I'm trying to figure out the whole dynamic, yeah. Yeah, so you guys are all connected. So then, yeah, so back in the day, like he reached out to John and was like, you know, we should do um, a website, and that's when I'm from Cleveland really started started. And then I met them like a couple years later when John had reached out to me to uh, do like a write up on some stuff I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And then they were my age when right. I started doing this kind of stuff. Not that I was like. But just the people that I was hanging out with, they're still my friends, but, like, we don't share the same. Like, I'm really trying to go. I'm not trying to mess around. Yeah, man. dude, at 24 years old, man, I wasn't not nearly as hu- hustling like you are. That's about, I was you know 16 what I mean? And 16. I mean, yeah. 16, dude, I didn't even. My friends, they weren't about it. Couldn't even so wipe like, my ass right. at 16. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Really, so, like, I went to from Cleveland guys, and they were all my age, and they all had the same kind of interest. And I was like, all right, man. Like, every, every time I came back from college after mm-hmm. that, like, all my breaks and stuff, th- those are the people I'd hang on hit up and those are the people I would hang out with and so you're in high school you're hanging out with these guys that are a little bit older than yeah, you right no 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 we're the same age same age EB okay. was older but we EB, didn't hang out okay, as much okay. you know? EB was kind of he lives out in LA half the time Wait, is he from here yeah he's from here where do you go to high school uh Lakewood oh, okay so you got your but you're doing this you knew right when you were 16 years old you're like this is the area I want to go into like you kind of yeah. knew like well something. I was I was telling people like that I wanted to do an event um, for breast cancer and like I was like I want to do a concert because I was thinking about what it takes to do put that together and I was like okay well I need like a venue and like some artists which requires some money but yeah. other than that like what else do I need you know what I mean so I was like okay it's kind of like I can I can put the ooh, it's all good I can put the pieces together yeah and yeah. uh you know so from that point I was kind of telling people like this is what I'm, I'm gonna do this and like within a month it was set up and I had a, a like a big sponsorship you had a whole thing the whole thing the whole thing was set up 16 years old yes damn man so it was like incredible so at that point why breast like, cancer you have someone that was touched close to home my two best friends their moms passed from breast cancer so it hit home it's and, such uh, a day it's such a crazy disease man it's coming yeah. up we do we, we at our business we celebrate it every October and not celebrating like we, we're, we're you know we we, right. we, we donate to it we yeah. wear pink we wear purple yeah we donate to different foundations, charities. It, it touches it touches so many women. Yeah. I mean, Matt, maybe a little bit of men too, I've heard, but it touches women like it's just one out of every, I don't know, four or five women. It's a crazy yeah. disease, man. Very but well. that 16 years old, that's that's yeah. amazing that you had that, that foresight to just... Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, aside from that, that's what I wanted to do it for. The reason kind of came from, uh, like not having good grades but not because I was stupid because I wasn't applying myself like I should have yeah school is boring it's all hell yeah so but I was looking at like we were getting older and I was looking at colleges that I could get into with my GPA and I was like dude this is not gonna happen you know what I mean You're I like, had like well, a 2-1 the, there's, one. there's always the mountaineers out there yeah so. <laughs> even at then I got denied at first yeah did you but yeah. when I reapplied like I, I sent a letter to Oliver Luck Andrew Luck's dad who went to Ignatius back in the day Oliver Luck did interesting and, fact yeah he nice. was uh he was the athletic director of West Virginia at the time, and I have a big football family. So I kind of wrote a letter like, hey, like I did this event, um, and this was taking up a lot of my time. 
this is what it was. I kind of gave him some details and sent it to him. Like, but I would love to go to West Virginia. Like, really? And then so I got an, another letter back saying you have been accepted to the university. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Sign him up now, people. <laughs> Sign this fucking guy up now, man. So yeah, it was. You know, cool. we represented uh, Chris Henry for a brief moment before he passed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. It was crazy. I remember I was driving with my former Andy Sims, who I worked with. And we, we shared clients, and uh, we were driving, and my phone was blowing up. We, we were driving home from a recruiting trip in, like, Pittsburgh, and uh, it was the night that Chris Henry and his fiance or whatever got into that dispute. He jumps in the back of the truck. She drives away and, like, is flying, and he goes flying out the truck and hits his head on the cement and dies. Ultimately, he ends up dying at the hospital. And he was just turning his life around. He had just signed with us about a year prior. We were helping him with the same kind of stuff. Marketing, off-the-field services, you know, career counseling, uh, image, branding, the whole thing. We're helping him with everything. We're getting ready for, you know, talking to the Bengals about a next contract. He was turning his life around. Remember, he was troubled, right? And uh, we're driving home from Pittsburgh, and Andy, my partner, gets a phone call. Uh, you know, Chris Henry's in the hospital. I'm like, you know, and then next thing you know, within like 20 minutes, my phone's blowing up and I'm not answering it. Harvey Levin, you know that motherfucking dude from uh, TMZ? Yeah. The guy that runs the whole yeah. TMZ is leaving me voicemail after voicemail after, I'm, I'm telling you, ruthless. So again, if you want to be successful in life, be ruthless. Yeah. Because Harvey Levin didn't give a shit. He called me. I'm telling you, if it wasn't 20 times, he didn't call me at all. He left me voice messages. Within a within a 15-minute span, he called me 20 times. He must have left me 10 voice messages. He kept calling. I'm like, you know who this is, Andy. This is that dude from TMZ. And this is back when TMZ was big, but not like it is now. Yeah. I mean, they were big anyways. He's like, yeah, I know who that is. I'm like, I'm like he's like, just get it and tell him, you know. So I get the phone. I talk to him for a minute. I go, we don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. And, and and obviously we didn't know anything, and then of course he passed away within like twenty four hours, man. So it was a that's crazy little West Virginia connection there for you. But yeah, yeah do you still do that sad. stuff? No, no, I don't. I don't. I did it for a few years. I enjoyed it. I did it after law school, um, but I'm in a family business, defense contract. I needed. I I enjoyed aspects of it, but I needed some more stability in my life. I had a family. I, my wife was pregnant with our first kid at the time. I have a family business, so I was like, "All right, I've done this for a few years. It's time to time to stop chasing these guys," you yeah. know. But yeah, man, West Virginia connection right there. Little side, little side tidbit there. Um, so, so, anyways, for you, you ended up. Yes, you ended up using. I don't know how you had that idea to use Andrew Luck's father. Which is incredible, but you end up getting into West Virginia, yeah. And then you're doing the work, and you're enjoying it. But you knew at that you kind of what did you go to school for? I went to school for uh, marketing. So but you knew, like this was your thing. Like I you just knew. was good at marketing. I was good at business, and I liked entertainment. So I was like, okay, I, I you know. And I you're like, like, I grew up in the together. social media area, so I know how to yeah. do this with my eyes closed. Yeah. But what I'm doing right now also isn't like my end goal. You know what I mean? It's just a stepping stone in my eye. What's your end goal? To be honest, um, I, I 
because so many things happened. Like, if you would have asked me what I'd be doing now, like, two years ago, like, I never would have fucking known I would have been here. So, um... Been here on the Optimal Life, or...? Well, no, I mean, uh, well, yeah, that too, but, uh, no, like, I just mean, like, we're, you know, working... Literally, I didn't even own a camera two years ago. Really? And now my, like, one of the main parts of my job... <laughs> Is to have a camera, you know yeah. what I mean? And people that know me are like, what the hell? You know what I mean? He's still doing cool shit, but it, like, I'm so versatile because I just, I don't know, you know? But I, I know that um, sometimes you have to do things that, uh, like, aren't your forte in order to get places. Yeah, you do. You got to get out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Because so. if you stay comfortable, you're not going to get to where you need to get. You got to be that. You got to be Harvey Levin, man. You got to yeah. grind. You got to be MGK. You said it at the beginning. Yeah. You have to grind. If you sit back in your little cozy comfort zone and don't continue to evolve, you're gonna f- people will pass you up. Yeah, you, you have to wake up with that mentality every day. Yeah, you're anyone that wants to be successful, right? Yeah, that's so okay. So the summer was awesome. You had the cool experience. You're back now, and then you kind of already hinted at it. You're you're going back out to on tour with these guys. Yeah, what's what's all that about? So we. Um are going on tour with this band who is like who's just blown up and they're continuing to get bigger like every week who is this and they're called bad flower and they got like a bunch they're all over xm right now like on all like the rock stations like lithium and like those kind of okay. stations like sure, Octane. Sure. like they're all over those stations right now and um on youtube like they're doing really well and stuff rock is so much different than hip-hop like in terms of like social media like they won't bands don't do good on instagram but they'll do really good on on youtube still and stuff like that because it's that it's that hip hop culture's Instagram, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And that uh, that the baby, and you walk around with your buddies, and you tell people "fuck you" and "fuck you, mother." I like, was with the like, baby right? at the top of the year too. Was Were you? For, yeah, but I mean, these guys they, they talk shit to their they talk shit to their followers. They're going "fuck you, motherfuckers." We're walking on the airplane, yeah. here, right? Like, yeah. And for some reason, people love it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, it is Instagram's hip hop culture. But you're right. The, this the the ba- these bands could be maybe even bigger just because you don't see it on instagram doesn't mean they're not right not more popular yeah so i mean europe is halfway sold out and we're still two or three months like two months away from Dude, even where are you going in europe man so we start off in germany three cities in germany start off in munich and then we go uh drive over the swiss alps into italy and play in milan and then we go to uh, uh france we play a couple cities in france like paris and um another city and then we go around the UK. Dude, uh, what is it, the whole month of November? Yeah. Uh, how pumped? How pumped are you? I'm really pumped because, like... I mean, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah. That's cool as hell. And, it, dude, get this, right? This is crazy. This is, like, the law of attraction or something. I'm trying to figure out, like... Because every time I put something out there and it's not 100%, it's been happening. Like, for years. So, I at the beginning of the year, I was writing down all the things I want to do like day to day wise with Q because I started I was starting to build like a team and like I'm looking down the line and I was like I might not have to be day, the day to day guy in six to eight months or a year I got I'm, I'm putting this team in and they're good and um, and that's what you want right yeah uh, you know it's more stuff like that I'm always yeah, you building wanna go higher you want to elevate yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, I'm writing down all the things I still want to do as like a day to day guy with Q and I was like okay another U S tour one more U S tour and then one more and then it was getting we're inching closer to Europe so I was like we gotta go to Europe after that point see where I'm at and then if it's time to kind of sit back and be you know not play a day to day role like alright and you actually wrote this down 
Yeah. You write this well, stuff. Well, down. I kind of I don't know. Or about you're thinking I, about. I, I might have wrote it down. I, I, I might have wrote but it down. But you're thinking about. I definitely it. You're thought about the energy it, out there. Said it out loud yeah. to myself. I believe in that stuff, man. I and, really uh, do. Q, like we broke up and we split up, and uh, like there was a few weeks where I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and then I started working with, with this band. We're going on a, on a headlining tour in, in the United yeah, States, right. so boom, there's my U.S. tour, yeah. or one more, and then um, within a, a, the first two or three weeks I was with them, it's like, oh, yeah, hey, we just uh, got accepted to go on. You're like, what the, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. In the same year? I was like, like what, what the, the fuck, hell? Right? The same year. I just had this conversation with my last podcast guest, and I was telling these girls that came on there in real estate to uh, Susan and Stacy and I said I, I said it's just because these two they, they hook they, they know each other for a while they but the, the, then they never really got to know each other they they connected this summer and like the last six months of their life has been awesome when it comes to their work business they just started this this venture boss babes where they're women empowering other women in real estate cool. doing like these cool little retreats uh, they just did one in Putin Bay and it's like they're like a year ago, you, you would have told me that the two of us would be doing this shit right now. I would have told you you're crazy. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. the cool thing is, man, is that you just each day we just kind of go, oh, we wake up and then we're just, oh, it's a grind. Each day, though, man, is is the is another step. Yeah. If you actually treat it as a, a step in your journey to these types of events, to these right. types of ultimate outcomes, that's what it is, and you're going to be more successful. A year is a really long time. When it's a long that. time, yeah. And it's amazing because you don't feel like every day, you don't feel like your life changes, right? Because no, no. the, 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 it's so subtle. It's almost like um, I, when I look at my kids, I compare it to uh, like seeing pictures of my kids. I, I'm with them all the time. I don't see them changing. And then I look back at a picture from a year ago, and I'm like, that's my daughter. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding? Like what? That's where. When did this happen? Right. Right. It's the same thing for us. I think in everyday lives, you know. Yeah. Fact. It's the exact same thing. We don't see it. It's so subtle. It's so small. But three hundred and sixty-five days later, you're like, holy shit! My yeah. life is in a diff. I'm in a different zone now. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's 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 it's. If you're not motivated to do this shit, if you're not motivated by by these thoughts and ideas, then. You, and there's a lot of people that aren't. I know, right? You know, there's a, you know how many people that I that I know that don't keep a day to day to do list. How do you know what you're supposed to do today? Or like goals? They don't have any written goals, so it's like, how do you know what you're chasing when you wake up every single morning? Like what's what are what are some of yours? Some of my goals. Um, well, I have a like a to do list of all the like tasks at hand, mm -hmm. like from videos, like like today, like on my to do list says L A slash Jackson Jacksonville on a vlog and I, you know it's got like a side to-do list of like secondary things like my you know make the cd for my grandpa that he's been trying to get me to make up right right you know not stuff that's gonna dad. right your personal to-do stuff list that'll stuff. happen yeah, sure. within the next week or so but it's not like not business and work. at hand mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and stuff like that i mean the, like the uh u.s tour and the europe tour were definitely on like that to-do list um that goal list that's awesome, man. That is stuff like fucking, that. Yeah. So when you guys are gonna hit the tour, mm -hmm. you're gonna do that. You're gonna come back from that, and then what is? Give us what what what's what's 2020 looking like for Ryan Spicer from I'm from Clee and from the catching. What what is it gonna be? Oh, dude, 2020, man, is the year. I think that's just the year. Like, there's I'm definitely so I will be have moved out of Cleveland 100 percent in 2020. In the last two years since I've gotten out of college, I've been traveling over 200 days out of the year. 
So it's always been kind of like a little. It's not really my home anymore, but it's headquarters for sure. It's, it's the best headquarters, headquarters it's of good all way time. To put it, yeah. Yeah. And then, but I'll I'll officially have moved by the end of this year, December. You know, top of the year next year. To like, where? Uh, to Bell Canyon. Oh yeah. California, yeah. And um, going out there, huh? Going out there, yeah. yeah. And like I have like so many options, but um, like I have a few different options to move, like for roommates to move out there with, and in this kind of industry and stuff. But I think I'm gonna stick with the band, to be honest. And I told them, you know, like this is my first option is to move in with you guys because I see the vision, and I know where you guys are going, and it's like there's good stuff around it too that you know that I like. So, Do you run their social media? Uh, yeah. I mean, I we, the band, everybody's got you know everybody has a little of, piece of it. Yeah. And uh, but you're savvy when it comes to I might need somebody. I'm telling you. With this I'm stuff, telling man. you after Dude, this. I'm, we're, 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 we're gonna have to talk yeah. after this, man. Hundred percent. Sit over some uh, some whiskey and talk, but uh, so you're going out. But okay, so that the catching you're you are committed to this band for now. You're committed for the long haul. Yeah, we're gonna be friends for life, regardless. Right, I already know it. Like like you guys hit it off this summer. Things are going great. You're going back out, obviously, with them for the next stint. Yeah. Um, How about I'm from Clee? What what are you gonna do with that since you're moving? Um, I I went and visited. John was one of the first people that I went and saw when I came back, Mm -hmm. and um, just kind of like. Like get me up to speed. Like we're in a group chat, so I see you know everything that happens in the group chat all the time. But when I'm on the road, you know what I mean. It's so much work and so much thought that I'm. It's kind of like you know what I mean. And John knows like when I'm on the road, like you know I'm not going to be as hands on as I am. And they have a whole team now too, right? It's not just a few guys, right? But you know he likes he likes people to respond and kind of like be involved in like group chats and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. just to let you know where your head's at. But you know we talk, and uh, I'm on the road. I'm on the road, and. uh I was just getting caught up to speed, and um, there's like a bunch of stuff, like the like the events we were doing uh, in early 2019 for I'm from Cleveland were like really good. So we were talking about you know 2020 events and um, just more sponsorships. We do get bringing revenue through paid promotions and stuff like that. So we were just kind of talking about like the business side of things, which is kind of like my real forte. Like as much as like I do like you know what I mean. Like the, I'm good at marketing. I'm, I'm I became good at content creation and stuff like that but from the jump i was always kind of like a business guy you know yeah well you have been man since high school you you started off putting that breast cancer foundation yeah, really, event together and it was the real whim. deal it was the real it was the real deal. deal you got sponsorships it sounds like you had music live music bands coming in right right you had a whole thing yeah jacob's pavilion man that's, you ever done a wild. show yeah, there that's wild dude 16, that's fucking crazy i want to do a podcast there one day yeah that's sick do a podcast at uh, Blossom Music Center. That'd be cool. Probably do the first podcast ever at Blossom Music Center. And just, How sick would that be? That would be sick. Bring what? on like MGK. Bring on the fuck. Bring on the biggest cool. names in Cleveland. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be fun. But again, totally you can't possible. you can't get there unless you have a vision, unless you have the thoughts to get there. Right. Right. That's one thing that I'm that I'm. I'll be honest. Like that I'm kind of struggling with is that because shit is so different. Like like just shit just comes into my life, and there's so many roads I could take. One thing I'm kind of dealing with right now is I can't figure out what the very what the angle is, what I'm chasing. I have to work hard really every day, so that's why it leads me to the next place. But I haven't really pinpointed like that's what I want to be yet. And you know what, bro? You don't have to. You don't. You don't have to because you you know you know the lane that you're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. It's something in this universe that you're operating in. Yeah. Like you said, it's yeah. pivoted several times, but you you remain in this. We'll call it media, just yeah. general, like yeah. media, and 
it, you don't need to know, man. Just stay on your course. Stay, stay going with what your what feels right in your gut, in your heart. Continue to network. Continue to do podcasts. Continue to put yourself out there. Work hard like you've been doing since for the past eight years in this world. Yeah. And it's weird, man. Like, you know what people say? Like the most successful people plan. Like you know they say you plan and God's laughing. Yeah. You just you just keep grinding because God already has a plan. I'm a believer. Of I like that. I'm a believer of that That's because right, yeah. your plan is is set as long as you follow the course. Just keep grinding away, man. And and you know it's going to be something in entertainment. Yeah. You're not going to all of a sudden go out and be an accountant one day. No, like, definitely not. You know you yeah. know what I'm saying. Hundred percent. So just keep doing what you're doing, bro. And you're right. going to be fucking. You know, five years from now, I'll be like, man, I can't get him on my podcast anymore. He's he's too big time <laughs> now, man. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, man, everything is at Ryan X Spicer because somebody took Ryan Spicer. I was gonna, I figured that. I figured <laughs> somebody that. Took somebody it, had that shit. Right yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan um, X Spicer, you're yeah. on all social media. Yeah. All we'll link media. your Instagram. Thank we'll you, link. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. Hell yeah. The catching do. anything? The catching man, they're coming out with new music. We're going on tour with Bad Flower in Europe. It's about to be sold out, and uh, look out for them for sure, hundred percent. You gotta, you gotta send. Send some pictures from Europe, bro. For sure. Yeah, At yeah. the catching, they're going up. Okay. You heard it here first. You guys heard it here on The Optimal Life with Ryan Spicer, bro. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It was a pleasure, man. Talk to you soon.